welcome to Appetite for Production, the story of a delusional child with mental difficulties who thinks he's a music journalist <laughs> and his social worker who humours him into thinking they're recording a podcast together. Oh God, which one is which? Oh no, okay. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Tim Can, um, and I am... Uh, music tech journalist so is james russell hey james how's it going i'm good i'm good uh let's get on with this episode nice let's do it We're going to start this episode the way most successful podcasts start. <laughs> oh, with, it's nice we have something in common with them then. <laughs> with a bit of follow-up. Uh, last episode, we were talking about uh, Steinberg's Retrolog hardware, quote, synth, which made us talk about other synths we'd like to see in hardware form. And uh, loyal listener Sumerki Project has sent pictures of his in-studio Diva and Silent One. Which mm-hmm. these are actually um, covers for Behringer's BCR controllers, which uh, make him look a little more like uh, the actual synths. What do you think? Um, yeah, he's done quite a good uh, job. And obviously, you can't see these covers, podcast well, listeners, but I'm gonna, <laughs> they look all right. <laughs> I'm going to put links to these covers in the show notes, so you can just look at a4ppodcast.com and uh, check them out. I mean, it's not bad. I mean, it's not re- it's not really having a hardware version of this, but <laughs> you're just going to slate them. <laughs> no, no. But I was I will say he's done a very good. So he's made this diva one, and he's bought this uh, silent one from this uh, company Tactility. He sells flexible, robust, and uh, waterproof uh, covers. For these uh, <laughs> you can make all your music gear waterproof by putting a sticker. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's synthetic paper based on polyester, James. But anyway, so he's bought this so you can get blank one and a silent one from uh, taxidity.com and he's and he's uh, used their templates to design this diva on himself and he's done a good job and uh, you know obviously diva is kind of based on the semi-modular sort of thing but uh, yeah he has he's yeah, basically guess, got most of the controls on here the so real diva cool. obviously is a bit of a shapeshifter and can, well yeah you can't yeah you it would be um a bit of a mess the make way he's got it diva. the way he's got it is the classic red panel and it looks pretty sexy it's um relatively convincing and is it if it's like if a you, burgundy vibe almost it is if you could do something that feels a bit more genuine on the software diva with this hardware diva Mm. I think it's cool. You know, it's got ADSR. Tweak a bit of those. Yeah, man. I mean, like, do you know, if I had the wherewithal to sort this shit out or whatever, I'd probably <laughs> enjoy using it, but that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, check those uh, pictures out in the show notes. They are designs from tactility.com, which I'll also link to in the show notes if you are so inclined to go check them out. All right, Tim. Some. Buddy once told you. <laughs> uh, some strange things have been happening over the last two weeks. We've seen a lot of uh, door updates. Yeah, man. Um, Bitwig released Bitwig 3. And I think they probably did that before we recorded the last one. But we've talked about it plenty with uh, The Grid. Grid. I wasn't really going to go over that. But Ableton. <laughs> yeah. Ableton with their response Live 10.1 just got released a couple of days ago. We've already covered what's in it, but I assume you've downloaded and installed that sucker. You know I have, buddy. Um, Do you know what? I was going to mention this on uh, a previous episode. But I forgot. Derp. I'd been having some <laughs> nice. I'd been having some <laughs> trouble with uh, live. So um, I, it was doing a thing where I'd like chop an audio clip up and everything, and arrange uh-huh. it and everything, and then I'd go to duplicate like an eight or sixteen bar section. As you do, as, as, as you do, mate. It's not like I'm, you know, making every bit of my tunes from scratch. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, uh, but it would like mess up like the start and end points. So it would like sound totally different. Oh really? And fucked when you do that. And then live started doing something else really annoying the other night. And I was this just is like, still version 10.0, yeah? That was 10.0.6, yeah. And I was like, oh, Jesus, look, where is this freaking update? Someone had posted um, 
the file on uh, Reddit. So I got it a, a day early, mate. And Sweet. it sorted all my problems out. Lovely. So I haven't actually looked at any of the new stuff, apart from the only difference that I've seen, because I've only used it very briefly, uh-huh. is I was looking to put a ping pong delay on something. Yeah. As you do. Yeah. Couldn't find it in the list, could I, mate? Delay, mate. It was delay that wow. I had to go to, and it seems fine. So it's literally replaced ping pong delay. And, and... um simple delay and i think yeah. probably filter delay as well but it's it's replaced you can't access those devices anymore well presumably if you bring up an old project it's got like a legacy one in there that yeah bring up for you. they did that with the or maybe it'll change the new one so that it's they did that the with the process. compressor was it when they introduced glue compressor uh, there was some no or it was like no it was there was a change to um, how Compressor worked. And, like, some people prefer the old version and stuff uh-huh. and everything. I'm not too up on it. I am excited because I'm going to try and be using a lot of uh, Pro-C on my side chain compression, bro, Lovely. from now on. Well, I, I got it properly when they actually dropped it the other day. Yeah. And I've been getting quite good use out of it immediately. Oh, um, really? Wicked. Well, you know how I just updated my computer? When I did it, I decided, okay... I'm just going to install VST3 versions of the ones that have VST3 because I know Ableton's bringing it in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, the annoying thing so far, uh, oh. live lists VST3s in a separate folder. You know how you have the audio units in the VST? Yeah, sure. You now have audio units VST2, VST3. What? Which really annoyed me because I just want to, I can't, now I can't remember which VST3s I installed and which VST2s I installed because there weren't VST3 versions. So well, it's going to show right you up. in the list, mate. Yeah. So I, that's, you know. <clears throat> I fucked that one right up. So oh. Isotope, for example, I installed just as VST3. So oh. if I want to reach for an Isotope thing, i got to go to the other folder. And NI stuff only has VST2. So I have to go back to the VST folder when I want that. And it's just a mess. And there's probably a workaround. I need to check it, which will just harmonize your VSTs. Yeah. But shouldn't we get past this? Um, this is baby silly. steps. Baby steps. Look, they've literally only just added VST3, mate. So, you know. But then, on the other hand, there are still plugin developers who don't want to do VST3. Uh, as well as all the independents. That includes Native Instruments, D16, and a load of people. And... Then you had Ableton who don't want to do VST3, Cubase who only does does VST3, and it's like, oh, come on, people. Anyway, um, <laughs> I saw a... Nice call for <laughs> rationality there. I saw a Sonic Bloom video where uh, she went through a bunch of the letter key shortcuts, such as um, U will unfold or fold a track. Oh, which I did not know that. Just knowing that I ended up using it yesterday quite a few times. Um, there are others. Uh, you now hold F to pay respects, up, of course, <laughs> to call up the crossfade, the fade in, fade out. Oh, okay, that's cool. So you hold F and they'll just pop up. I got a hold F. Yeah. Oh, mate, is this the start of shortcuts from holding buttons as well? Oh, my brain can't take I don't, it. Okay. I don't think so. But there are Okay, p- this recording's over. Music there, text cancelled, everybody. There are plenty more interesting new shortcuts in there as well as other stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, but the game changer for me. <laughs> okay. Trackpad zooming is working like a fucking charm. Oh, okay, trackpad boy. Well, that's really cool, man. I mean, it's been about time. I love it. You know. Um, I... It really is time. Uh, you can trackpad along and zoom in. You can zoom out. Have they added it to mouse wheel? That's what I want to know. Uh, don't know, because I use the trackpad. I don't need a mouse wheel. No, it probably is. Although I do use an external mouse, but fuck it. No, okay, no, fair enough. So yeah, you're pretty happy with 10.1, right? Yeah, I, I, I'm looking for it. Well, I'm not looking, but I will look for a hack to uh, change the old uh, VST2, mm. VST3 folders. Uh, just before I updated, I did the old um, show, what was it called? Show device slots um, activation. So it's, Show device slots? So it shows you the plugins in the mixer. What? It shows you the plugins on a track in the mixer. So hang on, was that a mod or something, is it? Uh, it's it's built into it, but you have to activate it through a text file. Oh, okay, okay. I don't, was, I don't mess with text files, baby. After we were talking about it, uh, Mr. Ali Jamieson uh, mentioned that, and I was like, oh, yeah, you can do that. Mm. And when I reactivated it on 10.0, it did it, but it didn't show the name of each plugin, but 
now it's broken because I've installed 10.1, so I've got to do it again. No, ma'am. But anyway, we've talked way too much about Ableton Live. There are more things to talk about. Yeah, before we finish on this, though, I want to know what Ali Jameson thinks of 10.1. So, uh, oh, hang on, I better go. Let us know, man. This is, this is exciting. We're going to do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, Okay, James, I've just had a delivery. Would you like to do an unboxing? Uh, Okay, what is this? Well, you're going to see. Okay, oh, yes. I'm very excited. Tim is opening a brown box. So what's what's that, James? Oh, sweet. It's a... (laughs) (laughs) Sonic slippers. Yeah, baby. So look, these are my... These are my current slippers, which are my Ikea ones. Your regular douchebag slippers, which yeah, don't have Sonic on them. No. They, so, you know, they're, they're done now. These genuine uh, Nintendo branded... Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 they're genuine Atari brand Sonic so slippers. Are these going to make you 20% faster? Uh, well, i got to go fast. Now, as everyone knows, I hate capitalism, James. But if I'm forced <laughs> to be I, part I'm of beginning, the system... <laughs> I'm beginning to think that you love capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to be part of the system and Sonic slippers are going to be available, I'm going to have those slippers, man. I'm putting them on right now. Oh, so they're, they're different left and... Oh. Bit plasticky and uh, floppy, aren't they? These are, these are not as plush as I thought they were going to yeah. be, to be honest. But... They sound a bit scrapey. These are clearly made from a very, very cheap material. I did buy the look. You can see they're legit oh, nice. merchandise or whatever. So these are like you know the legit ones, but yeah, they're not as high quality products as I was hoping. Well, for, to be honest, I guess I'll put a link up in the show notes. No, <laughs> no I wouldn't. I wouldn't want that to be honest, man. <laughs> oh, I will. I'll be hounding you for that link. <laughs> okay, okay. okay. Uh, well, you'll let us know later if they've made your feet toasty or sweaty. Do you know what they feel? Right? Well, actually, they feel alright at the moment. Just but put I've them literally on. just put them on. Yeah, okay. <sighs> <laughs> Oh, great content. Anyway, let's get back to <laughs> Door Central. Oh, God, okay, we're still talking about doors, okay. You know what's come out? What's come out? Studio One 4.5. <gasps> 4. 4.5? Yeah, I, they... <laughs> I thought it was still on 3. No, oh, no, no, baby. <laughs> uh, they did a little teaser saying, like, uh, watch this live stream at this date and time, and I completely forgot. Oh. But I tuned in later and found out, yeah, Studio One 4.5 is out. Um, they've done a bunch of stuff, but... Fuck all that stuff, mm-hmm. because the one thing they've done, which they should have done years and years and years and years and years and years ago. Yeah. When you go to export a track, there is now. Yeah. Get this. Mm-hmm. There is now, in version 4.5. Yes. A tick box uh, that says mono. Oh, well, you love exporting as mono for some reason. I have never exported as mono. I don't export, export entire mixdowns as mono. I export vocal tracks as mono to be processed through other things, which will take longer to do uh, a stereo okay, track. Okay, 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 okay. But that the makes fact sense. Is, that makes sense. Why not have that right from the start? The way to do a mono mixdown in Studio One was to go to your output um, devices, make a new one, send everything you oh, want mono God. to it. Oh, no. Then go to export and choose your mono output bus as the output. Oh, And if you fuck something up and cancel the export and go back, or you've successfully exported and you move on to the next track, when you go to the export box, you have to reselect that mono output bus as the thing you're exporting from. Otherwise, it'll just defaultly take it from the stereo output bus. Oh, God. And it was a ball ache. Oh, that does actually sound incredibly horrible. And so, yeah. It sounds it sound like it'd be easier to just convert stuff in Audacity. Yeah. It, no, it always is. That's why I often do shit like that. And, yeah. So, a tick box. Last night, a tick box saved my life. Oh, wicked. Uh, from being... Uh, Dreadfully long and boring. Yeah, yeah, right, right, uh, right. So thank you, Studio One Four Point Five. There are other things. What, in are, the, it. what are the sexy features that I, it adds? I, I, I've installed it just for the mono tick box. I haven't really. <laughs> there was something about uh, gain and flip control, uh, phase uh, polarity flip controls on each mixer channel. Although I didn't. None s- of this is sexy, glamorous stuff. I didn't mate. see that one. I was. Do you want to watch the video? 
No, not really. I okay. wouldn't need to tell. I wouldn't need to tell me in like five seconds rather than having. Yeah, to watch a TV there is video. a mono tick box on Xbox. Okay, okay, That's okay. All okay. that matters. Okay, wicked boom. I'm on, <laughs> you know, I'm on board. I I like I like it when updates have good like functionality I've stuff been, in them. So if, if you enough. do go to the video, you'll probably see my comment saying motherfucking yes something like that <laughs> hallelujah there is a tick box for mono export they didn't even make a point of it in the video i just saw it on one of the frames oh mate oh. a hidden gem hidden gem i don't care what else is in it <laughs> yeah 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 there is mono export and i am happy boy because i've been you know i've been uh, sort of as you know wandering in the desert of doors yeah i know man when are you gonna make it a... so it's okay here's the question are Live 10.1 and uh, Studio One's 4.5 tick box updates going to make you make a decision on your door of choice now? They're, they're certainly making the case for it. Um, what I've decided to put down for a bit is traction waveform. Mm. <clears throat> <That's> <laughs> nearly spat my coffee everywhere. Way too surprised. Holy shit. Well, the thing is... I'm not really surprised or whatever because I thought you'd give up traction eventually, but yeah. I didn't think it would be this quick. I mean, it's got its nice features, but and it, its export is fucking brilliant, as I can. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> it's all about You're the such export. Such an interesting man, James. I'm all about the export. The, the Danes, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The Danes hate to see it leave. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh, God. It's been a bit crashy and buggy for me, basically. Oh, no, that's no good. I did a review of it for Future Music, and it was going well. Um, I didn't encounter many bugs or anything, but... This is, the tr- this is the trouble with the system of reviewing stuff in a short amount of time, mm. because you really don't get an idea of what it's like long-term. I mean, so I, there's been stuff that I've given good reviews to that I ended up thinking were not so good. Yeah, basically. and that's that, those are the perils that you are up against um mm. but you can't give a review in two years later because the next thing yeah you'll be in trouble <laughs> <laughs> you won't get paid as well so in my search for the perfect door uh which is still ongoing you know what i did the other day one i did something i vowed never to do again oh what go back to your old ways i load installed and loaded up reason <gasps> do you know what mate the the video that i shot yesterday was done in reason. Good God. Like for these uh, these artists. Um, so tell me about reason, bro. Um, it, uh, in many ways, it was like putting my feet back in my old slippers. Your old Sonic slippers? Yeah. They were perfectly shaped. Uh, I, I knew what to do. I knew where to get things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, there are no bugs. It's reliable. It's great. Um, but there's still annoying things like zooming and having to navigate around to find your sequencer, go back to the rack and go back to the mixer mm. and then go back to the rack and then open the browser again and then go back to the mixer, back to the sequencer and trying to find a quick way through. Would there it help some... if you had like a load of monitors? Yeah. I did sort of detach the mixer onto my other monitor. So detached. But I only had four tracks in that project. So it was just like four channels on the right-hand oh. side of the monitor. See, that, that's like the sort of project you demo a bit of software with or whatever. And is far removed from the actual reality of having a million, million tracks. Yeah. And being a nightmare. Yeah. Um, detaching the rack is probably better than detaching the mixer. It should be mixer and sequencer together and then the rack elsewhere. But it was kind of nice to use Reason again. It wasn't... I'm not exactly going to go running back to her since she uh, abused me for so many years. Right, okay. I mean, do, what do you think of the... I mean, I guess you quit before VST functionality. Um, no, I was still using it a bit when VSTs came You're through. Such a renegade. And I did the review of version 10. Oh, okay. And did not like it. No. Uh, it was more of an upgrade uh, anti-upgrade review rather than anti-buy reason oh, review. Oh god, you're so political, mate. <sighs> and you just do your job. So yeah, now I'm, I'm like, what's wrong with the VST? Like VST's a massive thing. Why is why does it not get a good review? Because it's got fucking VSTs in it. That now. that wasn't even that version. Oh, okay. VST version was good. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, okay. Uh, although you have to go to the rack and then press open on the particular to VST. bring up the interface. Yeah, to uh, get it. Um... Which can be annoying, but onwards and upwards, the search for the perfect door continues apace. Yeah, okay. Um, do you want a slipper update? Yeah. 
I've, my feet are feeling slightly clammy. Now. Oh, I, I mean, I could tell they would because they, they're very polyestery. They are. And I did say they were poor quality earlier. I think, like, Sonic is rendered very well. Yeah. I think I don't, they're not actually that comfy. I think you've been gypped on the soles, not on the, uh, what, what would you call it? The, the nose of the, the slipper. His nose is great. They've rent like, Sonic's nose is kind of characteristic. And they've rendered it well in 3D. I mean, it looks better than the movie Sonic. Mm. So, you know, at least, at least there's that. Well, I'm I'm sorry that you can't find the perfect pair of slippers. <laughs> Our life is just, you know, constant wandering in the wilderness of, you know, these various things that we need. Okay, Tim. Oh god, okay, right. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah, okay, I knew this was coming. An engineer repairing a synth mm. went on a 9-hour acid trip, okay? I've said it. It's yeah, out there. Uh, okay. Uh the actually the music radar write-up of this story is very good. I uh I like how this is put. So I'm just going to read it verbatim. Wouldn't you haven't sent me to music radar. You no, I haven't. I haven't, but there's a video on where I sent you, okay. and we'll watch that later. Okay. So, Ben's right up here. says, Any deep modular synthesis dive can feel like a welcome escape from the real world. Oh, wow. But tech head Elliot Curtis went to another place entirely recently <laughs> while he was cleaning a Buchla 100 module from the 60s. The unlikely incident took place in San Francisco. <laughs> no shit. Uh, so, basically, this dude um, noticed something under one of the knobs... Uh, and he says <laughs> there was a residue, a, oh, man. a crust, if you will, oh. under one of the knobs. We've all been there. <laughs> yeah, mate. Oh, <laughs> and um, he put some cleaning solvent on it and uh, tried to remove it with his finger and then started tripping oh, shortly no. after. Oh, God. And yeah, it turns out that this Buchla synth from this swinging 60s San Francisco proper West Coast uh, had something in it was laced with LSD. <laughs> Is this and a tab of LSD? <clears throat> no, it was sort of crystallized and oh. he ingested it through his skin. Yeah, wow. It must have been potent as fuck and still 50 years old. Yeah, wow. Um, so yeah, uh, the this write-up ends... Uh, I think this is tongue-in-cheek. It says, The synth is now back at the university in the hands of students. However, having been thoroughly cleaned, the only thing that will be altering their minds is its sound. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> good, good craft there. I like that. Uh, yeah. So the old Buchla synths uh, were the West Coast answer to the Minimoog architecture and uh, sort of introduced synthesis to the world in a different way, did they not? Yeah, that no one really understands. See, no one really understands it, but I've always been a little uh, off pace with the whole mini-mook way of doing things, and I feel like the whole Buchla way might fit more with my brain, but I haven't tried it that much. Yeah, it's because you're kind of like an arch-contrarian, basically, mate. I am. That's what it is, isn't it? That's literally what it is. And but. I am the absolute basic bitch. Um, <laughs> fucking East Coast mini mood guy. Yeah. Absolutely. You just you just want a simple signal path with subtractive just give me the shit. Frickin', give me the freaking harmonics and let me fiddle with the harmonics, guys. Come on. Um, anyway, the funniest thing about this story, really, is the video at the top of this page, oh. which is the original report. No, top of the page. No. Oh. By uh, KPIX, which is a classic USA sort of, I guess, local news network. Oh, okay. You know the kind of thing you get on Anchorman? Yeah, 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 like, the local news. Yeah, like this squirrel will be... Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> well, this is a, a, an and finally story. Yeah, this is I an guess. and yeah, yeah. finally story. Exactly. Check it out. It's, oh, wicked. It's fucking brilliant to have something from the world of synths. musical instrument from decades ago. <laughs> so the rumor is part of it was dipped... In LSD. What? Goodrich spoke to a KPIX5 staff member who had a trippy way of discovering if the rumor is true. Check out this check now. Original report. At Cal State News today, this electronic <laughs> vintage instrument is finally working again. How it got... It sounds to lovely. <laughs> <laughs> she just... <laughs> it's like, oh, God. just taught her how to use it. Yeah. TV. 
broadcast ops manager Elliot Curtis tackles all sorts of technical problems. <laughs> he's, cha- he's been changed since he took LSD. Yeah. <laughs> he's got that far away look yeah, in his yeah, eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's not on the planet anymore. <laughs> I felt like I was tripping on LSD. <laughs> it turns out Elliot was indeed tripping on LSD. He Freeze got frame. toast by accident at home in his workshop in front of his wife. Oh no, no. This whole situation is just the, a next chapter of the history. She does not look. Last year, Elliot volunteered to fix a... She's definitely done LSD, man. <laughs> it's definitely a piece of history. The device creates electronic music for composers. What? Yeah, they're looking for new ways to create... They've talked to a lot of people. They acquired the instrument in the 60s. It fell out of favor and was stored in a cool, dark place for decades. It was in a closet in the corner of a classroom. <laughs> he put the LSD in there, man. Uh, yes. It was, like a, it was like a shipwreck. On he definitely put LSD yeah, in the same. Elliot opened it and saw something stuck under a knob. A crust or crystalline residue on it. He sprayed a cleaning fluid <laughs> and started to push the dissolved... This is dangerous, man. Yeah. 45 minutes later, he began to feel... A strange tingling sensation the trip lasted nine hours chemical wow i want to know what he did on this trip probably finished fixing the synth or whatever (laughs) this machine has deep roots to the west coast counterculture it's called a bukla 100 it was created by don bukla of berkeley you can uh turn on tune in (laughs) drop acid yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's turn up isn't it uh no, t- turn uh, up the oscillator. Uh, tune in the oscillator. <laughs> and drop off your tits on acid. Yeah, nice. Sick. Anyway, lovely news report. We finally get one in the synth world. Uh, this is, uh, reminds me a lot of the time when I uh, twisted a filter cut off on, a, on an Oberheimer and ended up off my tits on PCP and then killed most of my family with a fire extinguisher. What about you? <laughs> um, I've never had an experience like this, I don't think, unfortunately. I, I thought you once uh, programmed a step sequencer and woke up in jail the next night. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, that did. That did actually happen, yes. Like, you would have thought... If he was going to get uh, an acid trip off a synth, it would be a roll on TB303. It just, <laughs> yeah. this, this story does not make any sense. Well, yeah, but TB303s are legendarily uh, reliable and never need uh, cleaning. Oh, of course. I guess, you know, even though they were very cheap at the time or whatever, they've, uh, you know, um, they've sustained. In fact, I've seen 303s which have got, obviously had a lot of finger wear on them and uh-huh. the panels are rubbing off. So maybe... Maybe a bit of a 303 restoration could be a bit of a money spinner. It's great to have a little story there. Apparently, it was always a rumour that uh, the Buchla synths were dipped in acid or some part of them was dipped in acid. Was that actually a rumour? Yeah, apparently. Oh, really? And so uh, it turns out maybe that was true. It feels irresponsible to everyone involved, it basically. It was the 60s. <laughs> How come we are much more uptight now than we were in the 60s? I guess if uptight means no. <laughs> yeah. Covering your sins in mind-bending drugs. Yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, we are we are a lot more uptight and I'd be worried about messing like the connections and stuff up or whatever, man. You'd be worried you know about I mean? if you're if you're sampling someone who might have a different political affiliation to someone who's listening to your song. This is uh yeah, well right, away. right, right, right. That's yeah, that's true, that's true. Like I can't believe we've gone though from like covering synths in drugs <laughs> to like <laughs> worrying that we haven't backed up of all of our fucking projects on three different hard <laughs> drives, man. It feels like we're moving backwards. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Backblaze. <laughs> okay, we do have a new synth this uh, this episode. Ooh. It's a hardware synth, and it's called Motor Synth. Brum, brum. I want you to check this out. Now, pause it a sec. Oh. Uh, you and I have had a long and vaunted history of looking at uh, synths that sound like cars. Yes. How about one that operates like a car? What? With like a clutch? (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, but check it out. Okay. This is Motor Synth, and it is by Game Changer Audio. I've never seen anything quite like it. It's just so... Incredible, incredible synth. It's just so... Wow, these people can't articulate anything about this synth. Richard Devine pops up. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Look at this synth. 
it's got inside it on the front panel eight motors, like literally motors. What? Hi, my name is Ilya, and uh, this is a process called electromagnetic induction. Okay, he is running a drill in front of his guitar pickups. Oh, God, and they wow. are picking up the signal. I've never seen this shit before, man. It's very similar to how my cooker works. <laughs> okay, do you have an electric induction cooker? I do. Oh, let's talk about that. So basically... Ooh. Yeah. All electromotors produce acoustic sounds like these. But they also produce oscillations in the magnetic field. If they're made of and iron or copper. Mm. Simple guitar pickup or any other inductor to collect this energy and create an audio signal. As a concise explanation. Music out of that. Yeah. Well, that's what we do well explained. here at Game Changer Audio. In the world of clones, reissues and boring booster pedals, we were He's putting the smackdown on the rest of the industry, mate. I love it. Yeah. With a tiny inductor, which acts as a pickup. As the motors begin spinning, we can now produce a unique analog. So the motors are, I guess, tracked to the note you play. Right. And then the inductor, the induction, sort of figures out what note it is, and the motor is making making the sound. Fast response and precision is not motor synth takes full advantage of the recent developments in drone technology and reuses these powerful components for musical purposes. Drone technology, bruv. See, you know when everyone launches a synth and says it's a oh, radical, yeah, 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 radical yeah, 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 new yeah. type of synthesis. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. actually is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. ...and sensors begin to spin. The beam of infrared light is either absorbed by the dark parts on the disc or reflected back into the sensor. Pretty oh fucking God. next level, yeah? What is even going on, bruv? <laughs> but importantly, what do you make of the sound so far? Um, I don't know. Just from that little video, it doesn't sound like the sort of thing that I would uh, think to use in my the sort of music I make. But I can imagine some people going nuts over it. Mm. Absolutely. The thing is, though, um, it surely it's going to be an upkeep nightmare. Do you know what I mean in terms of like motors and stuff like that or whatever? Well, it seems like the sort of thing where there's just like literally a lot more moving parts. They explain in the video that apparently not. Oh, really? I don't know how well we can take that, but apparently uh, it's relatively durable and the motors will last for a long time. Oh, okay, that's cool. But when you're relying on motors for your sound, yes, it would be a worry, wouldn't it? It would be a worry. And, you know, I guess it's the sort of thing that, I mean, I guess you'd want to be, can't be careful with it and stuff i guess i mean I don't know, i'm sure it's very solidly made or yeah whatever. it must be solidly made like this this shit it's uses, got motors in it i guess it uses drone technology to it's drone technology mate uh, i so, think of drones as kind of flimsy though i guess yeah you well that's because I mean? the ones you buy are all like 50 quid off amazon aren't they I know, and they have such poor quality cameras that I'm unable to really see what I want to look at. Do you, you know what I'm saying? You just can't quite Yeah, focus I can't on quite make windows. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let's talk clams, man. Oh, how many clams? Clam me. Right. Currently, uh, $949 US dollars. Oh, wow. That's. And it's, it's currently only on Indiegogo, which okay. I think is fair. Uh, I think there was an early bird sort of $750 price. I mean, that feels really reasonable considering... Really you know, reasonable. Like a kind of like, just like a flipping regular synth, which has just got a flipping PCB with a load of stuff on it on, will cost you over a grand. Yeah, and this looks Easy. really solid. It looks really solid at the very least. Um, but yeah, I think the $750 uh, deal is gone. Oh no, 850 is the current um tier that's mm. available. Uh they've got 207 backers at the moment and they've raised 168,000 clams. How much? 168,000 clams. That seems like a lot. It is. And they must have sold quite a few of them because 207 backers, not all of those just bought a t-shirt. No, no, blimey. Well, okay then. Um and the price is going to go up the longer this campaign lasts. Mm. 949, 999. But it doesn't seem like... It seems like if it has a regular price in the future, it'll be 1,300 clams. I mean, this this still... Like, I'm pretty impressed that they haven't made the price outrageous. Yeah. Um, this does seem like a niche thing. I mean, I'm surprised more people haven't backed it. I mean, I, I would have thought with this, you know, this thing's been up... Actually, how many days is it? 
Only like two days I came. Well, um, I guess that's not ages. I mean, I thought people would jump on this because it is so unique. Yeah. I mean, I don't don't think this is going to be a new mainstream form of synthesis, though. No, but it is unique. And like, if I was was looking to get a hardware synth, I'd want something that I was literally analog. And this, you can actually see the analog stuff happening. Yeah, man. Like, I don't like the idea of the analog oscillators being hidden on a chip somewhere. Mm. You know, I like this. Well, they're not going to be on a chip because that would be digital, but... Yeah, well, they'll be on a plastic circuit board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I've been really pedantic <laughs> really recently. Are. Like, I'm, be- I'm becoming increasingly pedantic. I need to sort it out. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> anyway, I'd, I'd like, I like the fact that you can see things moving, and there's a bit of interaction, a bit of visual feedback, which is what you definitely often don't get with analog synths. Mm. You get it quite a lot with digital synths because you can show an oscilloscope, you can show some meters moving. But you don't get it with analog, and yeah. that's the that's a shame. It's something digital has over analog, but not anymore. Yeah, wow. Well, fair play to these guys, ma'am. I mean, I don't think I'm going to be uh, Indiegogoing this or anything. No, ma'am. It's really nice to see someone actually do something different, for fuck's sake, please. You know? uh, yeah, I mean... Rather than we've made a little three oscillator subtractive synth knockoff. That's true. And it's three grand. That's true. The thing is, you know me, mate. I love my old stuff and my basic bitch oh, I know stuff that. forever. So, you know, this is new and exciting. So it's not really my flavour, but it is really nice. It's nice seeing the doing something different. And it's also nice seeing the, like, kind of like throwing down the gauntlet to the rest of the industry, saying, you know, come on, do something interesting. And it's nice to see you be less pedantic yeah i know i'm really sorry everybody so tim i was uh, i've been meaning to have a conversation with you about album art um i'm afraid while i would love to talk about album art james that a very important business report has just come in oh yeah tell me what is it well this is the international music summit that's right the ims they've announced their 2019 annual business reports oh why why didn't i get a copy of this I'm, uh, I'm very i don't important. know <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very important business douchebag oh i don't know maybe you're out of the loop on this one i'm afraid well perhaps you can uh forward that to me uh yeah yeah i will so, uh, what have we got in the uh, report, Tim? It's all about the fourth quarter, mate. Uh, um, of pushing the envelope in the fourth quarter. Well, I've summarised these headlines for you uh, by using drugs. Would you like to hear them? Though, did you do uh, microdosing? Yeah, I microdosed and then I macrodosed. Well, you know, Jenkins is very into microdosing at the moment. It's really disrupting the way uh, people are working these days. Oh, really? How come? Oh, it means you can liaise with more people and you have sort of more action. Actionable uh, bandwidth. Oh, I see, I see. Um, so, w- what are DJs doing in Ibiza in 2019? Well, here's what's happening, bruv. Global recording music revenues for all genres grew 9.7% in 2018, driven by streaming across all geographies, with Latin and North America showing the greatest growth. Uh, Yeah, what I've been saying for a long time about uh, (laughs) Latin and North America, (laughs) those guys have really got their ducks in a row. Um, It's going to be a game changer for the, the music industry. Do you want to know what else is up? Tell me, tell me what else is happening. Dance share of recorded music fell significantly in the USA and UK in 2018 versus 2017, but rebounded in both Germany and Canada. Interesting. Now, these, these guys are really being disrupted this quarter. <laughs> And I think what they need to aim for is a more frictionless user experience. Mm, leverage, leverage. See, what I want to know, Tim, about DJs, Ibiza DJs, or as I like to call them, stakeholders. <laughs> yeah. What are their core competencies? Um, hand raising, uh-huh. schmoozing, mm-hmm. and drugs. Okay. They really seem to be moving the needle with these things. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. Literally. Do you know what else? What else is in the report, man? I'm and a busy man, let me know. I know, I know. I've got a meeting on three at four, so uh, yeah, I've got to make it snappy. Um, an IFP survey ranked dance slash electronic as the world's third most popular music genre. Mm. What are you saying? Behind rock and pop. I reckon there's a, a real synergy uh, between electronic music and rock and pop. But there has been, indeed, a paradigm shift 
electronic music is a more sort of mission critical mm. uh, genre. I mean, yeah, and it's got u- unique selling points as well. Do you know what I'm saying? It really does. I mean, the thing is, James, applying this to the global population of 16 to 64-year-olds, it would mean that an estimated 1.5 billion people typically listen to dance slash electronic music. I mean, we could try it. We could try kicking the tires on this and just, just see, if we can, uh, see if we can get on the bleeding edge of all those people. I mean, why don't you kick the tires and I light the fires? Sure, sure. Uh, we, we are really burning platforms on this. We better get through the email. Okay, okay. Look, I've got one more fact. Mm-hmm. James, now look, here's the worrying thing. Mm-hmm. The global video games industry is worth seven times more than the music industry. Now, people like to guesstimate when it comes to the, <laughs> when it comes to the video games industry. Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, you know... We need a game changer. We need to get <laughs> disruptive and we need to make more people action the idea of listening to electronic music. Okay, James, look, you've convinced me with your corporate jargon and I've definitely come on board and I'm here for that. So, yeah, anyway, Tim, I was, uh, I was thinking about having a little... Uh, conversation with you about album art look are we nearly finished here james i've got a reservation at the, the three colonies at seven thirteen. the three colonies how did tim manage to swing that so i wanted to show you this uh, album i bought wow that's very nice yeah i just picked it up from uh, hmv yesterday it's uh, intelligent selector the- <laughs> the future of drum and bass. Yeah, I really like the kind of ersatz sort of Igiga's uh, alien, like operating the two turntables there. It's yeah. very tasteful. What else do you like about it? That's a really nice effect they've got on the text there. That's outer shadowing. And the font is something called Mercury Bold. Well, that's really cool, James, but it's nothing. What have you got there? It's the dark side. Hardcore drum and bass style. I just got this uh, from the Virgin Megastore. That's really nice. I like the sort of watercolour hellscape they've depicted there. And and the font is incredible. Yeah, it's Gimbriani with a subtle 12% beveled edging effect. What do you think? That's lovely, Tim. Where did you get such good taste? Well, you know, I mean, I went to private school and then I, I can't believe that Tim chose a better album cover than I did. Obviously. But wait till you see this, James. Wow. Dark Side 2. Jungle and technology. That's great. I love how the guy's sunglasses are so futuristic and they're... Those planets in the background just look like the height of 3D rendering. Monaco, Gaussian blur, and an egg white overlay. Impressive. Very nice. Let's see the other album you bought. So this is Counterforce, a collection of deep beats. Wow. Look at that depth of field effect. The appealing vibe of it. Oh my god. It even has a watermark. 12 inches listening on the store stereo. I mean, you really don't get that with the kind of modern day digital music store experience. Tim, you might remember a while ago. No, I don't. We uh, we announced the winners of our Accusonus competition and uh, Mr. Syrian Bank was uh, one of the runners up. Mm-hmm. Now, he was overjoyed, naturally, at having um, having been the runner up. And he ended up remixing our podcast. Oh, my God. Do you want to have a listen? Oh, and I told him that if he won this, he's going to get a massive announcement and we're going to make a massive deal out of it. Syrian Bank. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! That was the original episode. Oh. (laughs) Nice. Boom! Well done. You like it? It's pretty banging, man. He's got like a sort of Billy Jean-esque beat with some like fat new school electro bass on there. True. Boom! I would have liked a bit more pitch shifting on my voice, personally. (laughs) 
but it's great work. Oh yeah, it's got some rumbling vocally bass noises. Oh nice, Wobs. You like to be the star of this one. Yeah, wow. I've never really been remixed quite like this before. Ooh. That's some pretty good vocal processing, man. Yeah. Hats off to this game. <laughs> Fuck. That is, imp <laughs> that is impressive mangling, man. So what was that done with again? Uh, I don't know what it was done with. Uh, perhaps it'll let us know. It sounds like, uh, was it, do you reckon it's Iris or something? Because uh, that's some pretty impressive uh, tweaking going on there, man. Potentially. Let us know, man. Yeah, wicked. Have you I've... ever been remixed before? I have been remixed before. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of material out there to do it. Um, no, not my voice or whatever, <laughs> uh, thankfully. But um, yeah, I've had my music remixed, but, it, but not my voice. So that was a new experience for me entirely. Would you get Mr. Bank to, uh, to uh, do a remix for you intentionally? Yeah. Why not, man? I mean, it sounds like he knows what's going on, so that's good. But the thing is, Tim, you can't just remix us and get away with it, right? Oh my god! You think <gasps> you can remix us, Syrian Bank? Or I'm gonna remix you. You turned it round on him, flip mode. So, what is this you've remixed? Runner up number two. Mm. Runner up number two. <laughs> Runner up number two. Mm. Runner up number two. Mm. Remix the remix. Oh my god. That if you won this, this. Is that a bit of vibraphone on there, mate? <laughs> well, how did you do your vocal processing? Is this delay, some kind of delay thing? Siri, 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 Siri. There's all sorts. That's good. Syrian. I like the melodic riffs, it reminds me a lot of IDM stuff. This mic. That was very good. Oh, sick. Runner up number two. Where's that sample taken from? Number two. It's the original Beethoven, man. Is it? That's really good. It's transformative. Boom. Well done. That's great, man. I really <laughs> like that. It reminds me of... Uh, Underworld, in fact, I would oh, yeah? go so far as to yeah. say, yeah, yeah, wicked. So I think I think we need to remix Amnesty now. No more remixing. Oh, okay, why do we get him to remix that? Yes, that could work, or someone else could remix that, and we could just keep remixing remixes. I think we could t turn this into an actual serious piece of music. I think there's potential there. I really like the Beethoven sampling and uh, how you've combined that with his uh, electro bass and beats sort of vibes. Well, so, maybe yeah. Tim, maybe you could uh, take this and uh, add your touches to it. Yeah, why not? Why not? Why don't you make some actual serious music, James? Hey, and do a band camp and stuff. Is this not serious? Uh, oh, serious. Hey. <laughs> oh, Syrian. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, thank you for getting involved. And uh, let's see if this goes any further. Yeah, nice. Great work, buddy. Okay, James, so we've got a new regular feature now. We're definitely going to do this every episode, okay? <laughs> All right. I am sat here with headphones on. Why? 
Okay, so basically, um, I was making a future bass video for Loop Master, so I was listening to some future bass, uh-huh. and I heard a tune or whatever, and I just really wondered what you'd think of it, basically. Okay, to get and my I, visceral reaction. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it'd be like, because the thing is, you know, you don't really immerse yourself in this stuff or whatever. That is an understatement, yeah. Yeah, so, and I and I thought it might, I thought it might be interesting to kind of like show you what's going on right now. Whatever. All right, okay. Um, so this is kind of like a sort of... Uh, trappy future bassy banger um none of those words mean anything okay well like so so i thought i thought that i thought the idea for this bit would be that i would get you to describe what's going on in the music Uh um but also if you can as well like yours kind of like the emotional response that you get from it as Uh well just to give you an idea because i want to i'd like to i'd like to get an idea of what you feel when you hear electronic music all right I'm up for it. Let's let's try it. So and th- so this is like a f- so, sorry. What were you going to say? Listeners are not going to hear what I'm hearing. So yeah, you're not. Yeah, you guys, you're just going to hear James's response basically, and we'll tell you. So the name of the track. Let me see if I can and find I'll, this. I'll track. put Spotify and other links in the show notes if you want to listen along before or after. Yeah, that's a great idea. You can pause your podcast and just uh, listen to it first and then get my reaction. So this song's like three minutes long, 41 seconds, but I'm only going to play you like a couple of minutes, basically. Okay, the name? Uh, So the the artist is Juvna, that's capital G-V-N-A. J-V-N-A. J-V-N-A. I can't even read letters. (laughs) G-V-N-A. J-V-N-A. What is wrong with me? So this is by JP1080. Oh, God. So I don't know how to pronounce that. I can't even recognize letters when i see them <laughs> jvna and the song is called first store sorry it's a track not a song yeah um first well there's the vocals and stuff and everything so um so yeah do you feel do you feel ready do you feel confident I, I don't feel confident but i feel ready so explain to me what you're gonna do i am going to listen to this track and i'm going to describe what i hear and yeah importantly how it makes me feel Okay, wicked. So this is future bass. This is, well, this is this is a bit more trappy. This one is a bit more of a like it's just like a trappy future bass tune, I guess. It's like Elvis, we're caught in a trap. It's, that's exactly. It's, yeah, okay. it's going to fade out at the end, but then fade back in well, again. Well, that I can do. That's a different song, actually. Sorry. Okay, look, first <laughs> song by JVNA. We're coming right now. Here we go. Okay, can you hear James? How's the volume level? Sounds like Game of Thrones. To describe what you're hearing, the I'm music hearing, elements used. I'm hearing sort of vibey, not plucks, but bell sounds almost. And is this sort of synthetic? A lot of atmospheric stuff in the background. We have a rhythmic clap that's driving things forward. Da, da, yeah, da. really driving. I feel driven, Tim. I yeah, feel, yeah, right, right. I feel like I'm getting ready. I'm motivated. It's building a, up, is it? I'm about to press up on the treadmill. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. And it's going clap, 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 <laughs> clap. And I just have to do it. The time is now. <laughs> Are we still building up? We're on double time. We're building up double time. <laughs> there is... a. A young lady singing. What? Oh, can you hear what she's singing? She is dramatic. <laughs> she seems very emotional. What's the vibe? Things are getting faster. Things are building up. What's your emotional feeling? Uh, yeah, this is this is the euphoric, but still hardworking. I feel like I could be, you know, I could be running in the gym or something. Okay, okay. Well, very, d- d- describe the drop. So we've dropped now. We have dropped. Um, it's very synth heavy. There's a lot of pumping going on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and a lot of wow, 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 synth sort of action. Uh, now we're back to a clap, 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 clap. Things have subdued. Oh, no, now we're very quickly <laughs> ramping it up. <laughs> oh. Oh, now it's now we're now we're in dubstep mode. Okay, what's happening orally? Oh, we've got wobs, or at least. Rrr, rrr. What musically? What do these uh, wobs reminisce? Uh, there of? are there are triplets everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, the snare is very wet and slappy. <laughs> uh, uh, the the bass is really carrying everything right now. Yeah, does the musically though? Does the bass bring bring any other genres to mind? Uh, dubstep. Oh, really? Do you know what? I'm going to stop you right there. Now, 
James, you may remove the headphones now. Hey. We're done with that. Well done, that, by that, the way. That was not a bad experience. I didn't, oh, really? I, it, the track was okay. I, was, I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to really despise it. I mean, what I want to ask... Sorry, what were you going to say? I, I wouldn't necessarily choose to listen to it. But no. Were it on in the background, it's fine by me. As no. long as I'm in the gym. Oh, okay, okay, that's cool. Now, what I wanted to ask you was, what um, what music, other music out there, did it remind you of? But I guess dubstep is your overriding. Uh, there is an element of cinematic, orchestral uh, sort of mm. saw waves everywhere and uh, uh, backing atmospheric pads whooshing around. But in terms of, like, sort of musical influences, like, in terms of, you know, well, the actual the, music itself from the, other genres. Uh, the start sounded very much like the Game of Thrones theme. Yeah, okay, okay. I It made me think of Evanescence. Uh, with the yeah. female vocal and everything and the vibe. Yeah. And also, so that's, that second drop, did you enjoy the fake drop there? The fake breakdown before it went into the drop? And it just really quickly... It just sort of, like, they missed out the first kick and bass note. A bit like Elf. Then brought the track down and a- back up again. Absolutely. <laughs> and also, I thought the wobs there, they were kind of like, in terms of the musicality of it, it was like a sort of like a metal kind of vibe, just like descending yeah, sort of I, semitones sort I can, of thing. I can agree. It was, uh, it did have a rocky element to it. Is that what Future Bass is like? This is, I mean, this is just a particularly f- like epic, full on sort of vibe or whatever. A lot of, like, so this is kind of like a more sort of like epic trap sort of vibe. Yeah. A lot of future bass is more like chill. Is it trap? Pre- I mean, isn't trap like wrinkly dinkly hi hats and eight oh eight? Yeah, I mean, like yeah, pure like like yeah, pure trap would be as much as you describe. Yeah. So yeah, so I mean, that's what some of the kids are listening to. Does that surprise you at all that this is what's what's up right now? Uh, no, that's okay. Uh, that doesn't take me by surprise. Uh, I guess it's the epic feel, the epic mm. emotion, which uh, may correspond to more rock and uh, mid-noughties emo themes yes yes indeed well yes. those emo people need somewhere to go what with you know dance music uh being the third biggest type of music in the world or whatever you know and what i'm saying why not that why shouldn't that place have wobs quite we can all get with the wob the wob is like a gateway drug into electronic music Mm. It's the best of the war, <laughs> and it leads you get you... well. You get everything you get in a war, but you get that buh as well, and you also go whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> so you know it, it, it is uh, leading people into bass music, I guess. Yeah, cool. Alrighty, nice. Cheers. Well, are we going to do another one of those next episode? Probably not, unless I don't know. Unless you really fancy it, Did could you... do. Let's see how people Let's like see it. We yeah, wicked. Okay, it is time to draw the winners for our Sound Iron competition. Sound Iron. We're going to go, as usual, with a random number generator. I believe we have two licenses to give away. Let's, uh, d- uh, give me a drum roll for the random number generator. This is a long drum roll. This is just going to keep going, isn't it? How long is it? 32, it's 52 seconds, 52 seconds. Well, we have got some time do you to wanna, wait. Do, do you want to just read it over the drum roll? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Okay, let's do it. Come I mean, on, let's do it now. When, when you think about it, philosophically... You've got 32 seconds left. Sorry, the drum roll yeah. is, mm-hmm. is not really even needed at all. No, it's, it's just completely random. Why is this drum roll 52 seconds long? Uh, do you reckon they've uh, just got a small sample and duplicated it? Yeah. Or do you reckon it's... You know, one long drum roll. Is there going to be like a rim shot crash at the end of this? I don't reckon that. No, this. I was thinking that was the waveform. It's clearly just an image. <laughs> oh. how, how are we doing? How many seconds? Two. Okay. Harbinger Entity. <laughs> Yay! The second winner is. Don't do the drum roll this time. No. John Solo. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Wicked. Hey, this oh. goes on for 13 minutes, 34 seconds. Well so done, guys. For a long time. You guys have really been through thick and thin to get here tonight. Yeah. And, uh, oh, oh the, the audience just, oh, they, they won't die down. No, they won't. Hey, James, wrap it up. Well, well done to you guys. We'll be in touch. And you can have a lovely contact instrument for your UFO studio. 
Okay, so should we talk about Uno, James? Ah, the Uno synth. Mm. I lent it to you. You've played with it. I actually had a play with it. Unlike everything where I say I'm going to have a play with it before the next episode. This time I actually did it. So tell me your thoughts. Um, yeah, it's not bad, actually. Um, I So to plug it in to my audio interface, I had to get a mini jack mono to a quarter inch jack large. Uh-huh. Which unbelievably I managed. Okay. Because I had, I think I had some mini jack cable, mi- mono mini jack cables lying around from some CV feature of computer music years ago, which was a ball ache. Um, but I've got the lead, which is good. And I just put an adapter on one end of that, just like a headphone adapter. Uh-huh. And yeah, wax it on pretty easy. You know, you just plug the USB power in. Um, and that does the MIDI as well. Yeah. Which is good. Okay. Um, so that's cool. Um, and yeah, and it's, you know, it's an analog synth. Well, what do you reckon about the keys? Um, I didn't use any of that. I just used it in the door, bro. Ah, you Master just keyboard, yeah. drove it from the door. Yeah, I mean, I, obviously you have to use those to change between what the what the four um, parameter knobs do. Yeah. Um, but that was fine. I mean, obviously it's not as cool as knob function. I did think the sound was a little plasticky. Mm, okay. What do you think about that? It. I, I will I will meet you on that one. Um, it's a little bit, but I still I still like it. Yeah, I still I still think um, the thing is the plastic in it, plasticiness maybe to your taste. Um, and I think it's you know very. And if you do like the sound of it, you know, it really does sound like a proper analog synth. I mean, you do get an energy from it. I'd say that you know you don't quite get from digital synths still. So um, so yeah, and it's. The price is a winner. So, yeah, I think it's fair enough. What do you feel about having to have it hooked up all the time if you want to use that project? Well, here's the thing. I ended up putting in a project. I didn't want to bounce it down for reasons. I ended up just scrapping that part from that project. Well, I ended up scrapping the project anyway or whatever. I haven't actually used it on anything yet. Um, So, I don't know. I don't know if it's something I'd actually use in my workflow but, you know, I certainly don't have, you know, mind it kicking about or whatever. It's great. Okay. It's um, it, it's really nice. I, I liked it as a sort of, uh, I want to say a toy synth. I don't mean it in a bad way. I mean it in, like, pass the time elsewhere, you know, pass the time at home, mess around with the synth a bit, not necessarily using it in projects. That's mm. more of a workflow thing. Yeah. I think that's that's about it, really. What more can one say? Uh, any any joy uh, going through the presets and finding out some of the cool stuff it could do? Did you use the sequencer? Did you? No, I just made all door baby. Um, yeah, I uh, I found some really nice presets, and yeah, I mean, I can't remember. I think there was some. I think I did some kind of saving or something or whatever. It wasn't massively clear, but yeah, I mean, it's a simple enough thing or whatever. So I was just doing real simple stuff with it, basically. Good. It's nice to have. Would you pay 150 UK clams for it? What uh, If I had any money, probably no, I wouldn't. I mean, the thing is, my workflow is so... Uh, there's just so much shopping and changing stuff and getting rid of stuff or whatever. It just yeah. makes so much sense for me to just use virtual instruments really it's fair man it's um this is the sad reality yeah yeah that it is i mean it's hardware is part of a hardware studio so much of the time but i guess with this they were really trying to get people to incorporate it into their software setup as well Mm. yeah and it's fair enough and you know if maybe maybe if i had a bit of a different kind of approach to making music Mm. you know i mean it certainly makes sounds that you know uh, I you know used in a track or whatever. Admittedly, the track didn't get uh, got binned, but mm. you know it was still decent enough. Or whatever. I I could see it as a a minor part of someone's like on stage setup if they were playing synths and stuff. Oh like, really? Maybe they're like on stage with a band and they were playing synths, and they had a big synth, they had a little synth, and they had this tiny synth for when they needed it. Why would you need this if you've got a big synth and a little synth anyway? Oh, because people like to have a lot of synths, man. I don't know what the thing it's like is. Saying, like saying, why do you need uh, why do you need Silent One when you have this? Why do you need Sarah? No, I think this? this. I think this would be made redundant by a more fully featured synth. Mm. Um, that you know would arguably have a better sound. Oh, so yeah, I don't know, but like 
like if you know if you want to if you don't have a synth yet and you want to try one out or whatever or you you know or you just fancy some slightly different timbres you know the price is right so yeah. you know i think it's a it's a valid product <clears throat> yeah i think i think you're right it's it's good it's good it's not necessarily for you and i but it's uh i would recommend it to plenty of people no and i don't i think it would be hard for people to feel ripped off with it do you know what i mean because yeah. it's i think the the value is good Well, James, that was a bumper load of nonsense that we talked about there, buddy. Yeah, that's right, man. Let's uh, let's try and keep it shorter next time, eh? Yeah, let's keep our goddamn full mouth shut. Yeah, because I, I don't want to spend any more time with you than I absolutely have to, okay? Oh, alternatively, we could be not talking and playing Mario 3 instead. Okay, we- let us go and play some Mario 3. Ooh, lovely. Okay, we can, let's do it. We will catch you all next episode. See you later, guys. Bye. Bye.